Welcome to the Locala Podcast. This is episode 27. You know, I was a dancing piece of cake at Universal Studios. <laughs> that was, That's amazing. There are, there are pictures, yes. Um, I, I did a bunch of runway shows for David's Bridal. I was a singing waitress at an Italian restaurant. Like, wow. you know, just trying to hustle and, yeah. you know, figure out my life. Welcome to the Locala Podcast, everybody. I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala Magazine. Today, we have Anya Bradford on the couch, and I am so excited to have her here. I think you're going to really love her. A lot of people refer to her as the Disney princess. So let's... <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive in with Anya right now. Welcome, Anya. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, and we'll have to explain why in a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's actually a moniker I don't mind. So. <laughs> good, good, good. As yeah. you should. Yeah, exactly. I often, whenever I talk to you, feel like you should have like little birds sitting on your arms. And <laughs> well, if they want to do my dishes, they are more than welcome to come. That would be fantastic. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. All right. So um, you are the regional vice president of Prime America here in the area? Yes. It's yeah. actually pronounced Primerica. Primerica. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I run the Ocala office. Fantastic. So, you know, a lot of fun. All right. Well, yeah. Tell me how you got into that. Well, so um, after being a Disney princess, right, <laughs> I, um, I was teaching in Georgia and just trying to figure out how to get my finances in order, right? I'd just gotten married. Um, Kevin was working at a church and um, we had a lot of debt, you know, things yeah. like that. And so um, we actually went to the bank and the bank decided the best way to help us get out of our debt was to take out more loans. Mm. And I didn't feel like they were interested in educating me or really helping me. They just kind yeah. of wanted to help their bottom line. So um, we actually found someone who worked in the Primerica office there in Georgia and he taught us about money, sat down, okay. took about an hour, you know, taught us kind of how money works, put together a financial plan for us. And I kind of joke, like I didn't understand numbers, yeah. but I, I was dumb enough to do what the paper said, right? <laughs> Just follow step by step. And in two years, we had all of our debt paid off. Wow. We had started investing. We had life insurance. We had an emergency fund that was big enough to pay cash for a car when mine died, um, which it needed to die. It was definitely a piece of junk. Um, but I think that was the moment where, you know, I was driving home in this new to me car yeah. that I'd paid cash for. And I thought, dear God, what just happened? I'm 26. I have no debt except for my house. And I just paid cash for a car. Um, I know a lot of people who need to feel this free. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I called the office and I said, hey, I, I know some people that I think would like this information. And they said, well, why don't you teach it to them? They already love and trust you. Why don't, why don't you get licensed and go help them? And it just kind of started this whole journey of teaching people to find financial freedom. Because yeah. that opened up a whole, a whole journey for us. You know, all that money that had been servicing debt mm -hmm. now started going towards our adoption process. And that would have never been possible if yeah. we hadn't learned, you know, about money. Instead yeah. of just being sold a product, we were actually educated. And I wanted to do that for people. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. So you kind of hinted at some things along your story here that I think people want a little, will probably want a little backstory on. Okay. So did you grow up in Georgia, first of all? No, I no. grew up in Arkansas. Okay. So how yeah. did you get from Arkansas to Georgia and all that fun little Well, nuance? I didn't go from Arkansas to Georgia. I okay. went from Arkansas, graduated with a, a vocal music education degree, okay. and went straight to Disney. And started oh, wow. performing for them, started, you know, 
uh, hustling around town. You know, I was a dancing piece of cake at Universal Studios. (laughs) That's amazing. There are are pictures, yes. Um, I I did a bunch of runway shows for David's Bridal. I was a singing waitress at an Italian restaurant. Like, you know, just trying to hustle and, you know, figure out my life and enjoy performing, you know. Um, But I met my husband when I was in Orlando, and he was a pastor, so... His first full-time ministry position was up in Georgia. So we got married and moved on the same weekend up to Warner Robins, Georgia. And that's where I, you know, they don't pay you to be a princess in Georgia. No, they (laughs) don't. I know, right? (laughs) What what kind of world do we live in where they don't pay you to be a princess wherever you you are? (laughs) Thank you. Right? So so I I fell back on my degree and I was teaching at an elementary school. And I had a blast. I mean, I had so much fun with those kids. I had an 80-member choir of fourth and fifth graders. And oh, wow. we actually ended up going and singing at an Atlanta Braves game on oh, fourth fun. of July weekend. Like we really had a lot of fun, but the appeal of owning my own business and being able to have flexibility of time mm-hmm. and, you know, being able to make the same mm-hmm. amount of money or more, but control of my time. That, yeah. that was what I really wanted. Okay. So, so, um, what kind of influenced you in your early life to pursue singing and doing all of uh, Disney stuff? And was it, I mean, was it a dream from early on and, or was it something that you developed as you got older? Well, I grew up in the kind of the classic golden age of those Disney movies, right? Yeah. Little Mermaid, Pocahontas, like all of the, the singing, you know, Aladdin, all of these things. And so I can remember when we lived um, at this house with a big wooden fence, I mean, I've always been, you know, the imaginative flair for the dramatic, right? And so um, I had long hair at the time, and I remember I just watched Pocahontas, and I climbed up to the very top of the fence, and the wind was just going nuts, and I started singing Colors of the Wind, and I just <laughs> felt like I was in my element. And yeah. So I just, I've just always had a passion for performing and singing and always been in voice lessons and stuff like that. And um, in high school, my choir teacher was... I mean, he was just the catalyst that exploded a dream, you know, mm-hmm. that you can you can really do anything. And he he taught me. He took us on choir tours, just really believed in me. Yeah. So all it takes is one person to really believe in you, and it opens up all kinds of possibilities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what was it like when you were there doing the hustle for? Was it fulfilling the dream, or did you feel like this wasn't quite what I was expecting? Well, of course, um, it sounds great, you know, mm-hmm. to say I'm a performer for Disney, you know, I'm on TV doing the parades and yeah. all this stuff. And behind the scenes, it, it does become just a job, Yeah, you know, that at the time they were paying, you know, barely over minimum wage and it's hard to live on that even as yeah. a single person. Um, so I was, I was really only in the hustle for a couple of years, okay. so it didn't lose much of its luster to mm-hmm. me and I can still look back on those and you know, really have fond memories. I met a lot of great people. Um, I never really got burnt out, yeah. but there, but there were some, there were some difficulties as well. Um, yeah. there was one point cause I was, I was 15 hours away from anybody I knew, oh, you know, yeah. I'd, I had just completely, you know, gone, gone so far away from my family. Um, that, yeah, like I can remember my car broke down at a, at a traffic light and I called Ugh. my dad and I was like, what do I do? And he's like, well, I, I can't really help you. You know, I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll stay on the phone with you, but 
let's let's hope somebody can you know come by and help you let's let's call you know a mechanic or something and luckily we had just gotten out of Fantasmic a, a show on Disney property okay. and one of my fellow cast members was parked a few cars behind me and he came up and was able to help you know pull me over to the side of the road and we got that taken care of um, there was another instance where um, I had a situation with a friend and because of some choices that I made um, I was not able to live in my apartment for about a month and a half. So we were essentially kind of homeless for about a month and a half. And, um, you know, it's, it was really okay because Mm -hmm. it seemed like an adventure to me because I knew God was going to take care of me regardless of what happened. Um, and there's some, there's some really neat stories that happened in that month and a half of what would seem like a really stressful and terrifying time that actually are some of the sweetest memories that I have. Wow. So, yeah. Did you ever um, actually do the, any of the princesses? Did you ever become one of the princesses? Okay. So the rule is, right, I can uh-huh. tell you, but I'd have to kill you kind of thing. Okay. Um, okay. No, I'm, I'm no longer under, under contract with them, yeah. um, but the lingo they use is we were friends with. Um, I was friends okay. with Mary Poppins and Belle, um, a lot of the fur characters like Pluto and things like that. Um, but then I also played a villain, and Ooh. I was really good at the villain. Yeah. I have to say. I, was really good. I mean, um, my job was to give kids an authentic villain experience. So if, <laughs> if there were tears involved, I, you know, Ooh, I suppose. I can't see you. <laughs> some, a child to cry. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to make sure they knew. Yeah, I was. And, um, no, it was fun. It yeah. was fun. The intimidation factor of the cape and being up on the big uh, float and screaming my, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was fun. I had a yeah. nice, I had a nice, um, diverse array of characters I got to play. Very cool. Now, mm-hmm. is the lingo the same? Are you friends with the villain? Or how do you Ooh. say that? Because that would That's be kind point. of weird. That is a good point. I be friends with a villain. I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I'm yeah. not sure. I'll have to ask some of my You're... some of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and find out what that lingo should yeah, be. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, so you had quite a big of a, a shift going um, from that type of environment to then just teaching a choir. And I shouldn't say just, mm-hmm. but teaching a choir. You know, because right. it's that's quite a shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what was the shift like when you guys decided to come to this area? So Kevin's uh, best friend mm-hmm. in the whole world was uh, pastoring a church here in Ocala. And they kind of always wanted to, to work together. Yeah. But what are the odds? You know? <laughs> yeah. So um, he had you know, kind of been uh, after Kevin to put his resume in. And he was like, no, we're having a good time in Georgia. Anya's got an office here. We've, we love our house. We're in the adoption process. You know, we, mm-hmm. we really like where we are. And um, the guy just kept saying, come on, just put in an application, just yeah. put in your resume. And <laughs> so kind of, you know, all right, fine. You're my friend. He, he put in the resume um, and didn't tell anybody they knew each other, you know, to keep it a really, um, you know, just, just a, a completely, kind of easy experience, right? Mm-hmm. And just put it in. And lo and behold, it came down to Kevin and this other guy. And and he looked at me and he said, well, I, I mean, we got to go down to interview. And I said, you mean we're going to leave Georgia? And he said, well, what do you think? And it was, I, you know, we came down, we interviewed, we loved everybody. We loved yeah. the town and just felt like God was calling us down here. And okay. and he finally gets to work with his best friend. Oh, you know, it was wonderful. like, it was like we had instant family, yeah. you know? They're, they have five kids. The, the family's calling us, you know, Aunt Anya and Uncle Kevin. And, 
it's just, it was, it was like a family reunion with yeah. people that I had met only a few times before. It was, it was really perfect. Oh, fantastic. And what year did you guys come down? How long have you been 2015. here? 2015. 2015. Okay. Yeah. And you also touched on, um, earlier, uh, preparing for adoption. So can you tell mm-hmm. us um, about your journey to motherhood? Because you have three wonderful babies. I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it had always been my dream to adopt. Like all the way from middle school, I just I just wanted to be a mom to kids who needed a mom. I didn't have to birth them. You know, I didn't have yeah. to get huge and get sick and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, right? And so um, when we were suddenly able financially to start that process. We looked at where we wanted to adopt from and um, found an agency that was up adopting out of Burkina Faso. And so we decided that was that was the place where we wanted. And um, uh, no, I'm sorry, it was Sierra Leone. That okay. was that was the first country we were in. Okay. And um, it was right before Ebola hit oh, okay. that whole area. And yeah. so we had been Skyping with our with our child, with our match, right, for a couple of months, watched him take his first steps, you know. And then Ebola hit, and they had to shut down the orphanage and um, basically hire armed guards and stock up their food supply for six months, you know, almost overnight. Yeah. Um, And so, and the the communication was reduced down to just emails and things like that. And that was really hard because, you know, he, he was our son in our hearts. And so after about a year of you know, emailing and trying to keep up with him, the government infrastructure in Sierra Leone was just decimated Mm -hmm. after Ebola. And so they said, we're not going to be able to really continue adoptions here. So you might, you might want to look elsewhere. Mm. So that was hard. Yeah. Right. It's got to be pretty devastating. Yeah. So we, uh, moved to a new agency that was adapting out of Uganda and we were matched with, with some children and uh, in the investigation process, that, that match didn't work out. So then we were matched with our third set of children, um, the sibling group. And um, they called us. It was, I mean, it had to be only six months after we had moved here to Florida. They called us and said, you've got your, your court date. Uh, you know, buy your tickets. Come here. You've, you've got to be here in four days. You know, oh, for my your, goodness. For your court date. So literally we like gave our debit card to, you know, our pastor and we said, go to Ikea, buy us some bunk beds. We're going to Uganda to get our kids. And we lived in country with them for about six weeks. Wow. um, Before the lawyer leveled with us and said that Uganda had just passed a new adoption law that would require us to live there for a year and establish residency before we could continue the process. Oh my gosh. So, um... So he said, you know, find a place for these kids to live and go home and we'll let you know if you are grandfathered in or if there is any continuance for you. Um, so we came home without our kids. Oh, that was the hardest. Um, yeah. That was the hardest 40-hour trip back, you know. Um, that was really hard. And for about six months, I kind of held on that we would be able to um, to finish the process and bring them home. Yeah. And like my hair was falling out in patches. I had, I had lost 30 pounds, you know, and oh Kevin looked at goodness. me and he was like, at some point you have to accept that God could take care of these kids with or without us. Yeah. And whether we're going to be their parents or not, we still love them and they're still ours. Maybe our role in their story just wasn't to be their parents. Yeah. And so, um, so trying to accept that, mm-hmm. right? Trying to um, 
except what I can't control. Yeah. Right? Hope for the best. We we still keep in touch with them. Do you? But then we were like, well, I guess we could try the old-fashioned way. And then we had three kids within four years. Wow. So, so you know, um, yeah. I know I know God has a plan. And like I said, we still keep in touch with our kids. I still call them our kids, yeah. you know, in Uganda. But what were their ages when you were um, They initially? were four and six okay. when we were there. And that okay. was... 20, right, right in 2016, the beginning of 2016. Okay. okay. So, um, yeah, but yeah, we've got three at home that yeah. keep us very busy. So. Yes. Because <laughs> so your youngest is just coming up on a year? She just turned one. She just turned yeah. one. Okay. So it's wow. Crazy. Where is yeah. that year gone? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's she's, crazy. she's so, and she's got her brothers wrapped around her finger. It is incredible. <laughs> she starts, like, she'll wake up in the crib, mm-hmm. and they hear her before me, and they run in there and climb into the crib, and they're oh. playing with her. They're making her happy. You know, they're just, yeah. I love her. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So um, I want to talk a little bit more about your childhood. Okay. We touched on it a little bit, but what was mm-hmm. it like growing up in Arkansas? What was your family situation? And, and kind of give us a nice picture. Yeah. I mean, I was um, the oldest of three daughters. Okay. So uh, my mom is, um, she's a nursing professor, like really esteemed in, you know, at her university. And uh, my dad is like among the top in his field. And he um, worked in a different city. So he was always commuting and stuff and just um, really busy. Yeah. We were always so busy running from activities and church things and stuff at mom's school. And um, yeah, I just remember our days being full of activities and, you know, we did the basketball and we did the, the cheerleading and all the, you know, the choir things. And mm-hmm. it was, I mean, it was really just kind of a blur, you know, because yeah. you're, you're trying to figure out your life and, and you're like, oh, and I have these two siblings to keep up with. And um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So um, what type of activities did you primarily participate in? Um, I mean, anything that my school offered. Okay. Like basketball, you know, starting in second grade, which I was awful. <laughs> I was horrible. I've, I'm, I'm really tall. I've been, you know, this tall. I'm not as tall as you. Um, but I've been this tall since the sixth grade. Okay. So they wanted me to be, this is funny, they wanted me to be the one out in the center of the court for the jump ball at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. But I was so timid. I really should have been like a dancer. You yeah, know? yeah. I wasn't like aggressive or athletic, really. Uh-huh. But they wanted me to be out there because I was tall, and so I would work this deal with the coach. I would say, "Okay, you can, you can put me out there to jump the ball, but then you got to put me back on the bench, and I'll scope out the other team's weaknesses for you know a quarter or two." I was scared. <laughs> yeah. Because even yeah, I I I didn't have confidence in yeah. it, and. And they, you know, they would humor me and let me sit out a little bit because it scared me. But yeah, yeah um, music and drama was where I found my confidence. And, yeah. And that was really fun. So what kind of plays were you in in school? We didn't do a whole lot of plays. Okay. Um, I did Your Good Man, Charlie Brown. We did okay. We did that one. I'm trying to think if we did many because um, our drama department was pretty small. Yeah. But um, yeah, in college, we did um, Kismet and Beauty and the Beast and... Lots of fun, the Music Man, and oh, things like that. Cool. Yeah. And then in Georgia, 
I actually got to do um, Sound of Music. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, I played Maria in Sound oh, of Music. Oh, fun. It was really Oh, my fun. gosh. Yeah. That's wonderful. Was that a community theater? Was that mm-hmm. at the school you were teaching, the community no, theater? No, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the local community. And then the next um, year, the other community theater did Hello, Dolly. Oh. And so I got to – I wasn't Dolly, but I can't okay. remember what um, – Irene Malloy, maybe. That's yeah, I was gonna say, well, were uh-huh. you one of the other two girls yes. there? Yeah, <laughs> yes. it, was, it was really fun being in like a professional theater yeah. kind of setting and doing those shows and. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of theater growing up too, so I understand that culture and just yeah. the amount of fun that that can be, yeah. you know, yeah. and inspiring. Um, so what is it like for you, um, being now in with your office and kind of running everything versus when you were just a few years ago teaching small little kids running around, you know, and yeah. now you have your own little kids to teach. So yeah. how does that all tie in for you? Well, I would say the the whole adoption experience really kind of taught me something about time, you know, that it's our most valuable commodity. You can always make more money, but you can't make more time. Yeah. So the day that I had my son, Kai, um, he's five now, I decided I was only going to work two days a week. Okay. And the rest of the time, I was going to be with him. Yeah. Right? Because he's only little for a little while. And you, I mean, you ask any parent, and they're going to say, you better treasure this time because it flies by. Um, and I really, I really wanted to heed that wisdom. Yeah. So, so for me, um, you caught me on a Tuesday. So I've got my deodorant on, right? I brush <laughs> my hair. I'm wearing normal clothes. Um, yeah. If you catch me on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, it's probably messy bun getting it done mm-hmm. in the backyard where we're playing dinosaur digging holes or something. Yeah. Um, Cause I just, I want to spend that time. I want to, I want to play. I want to yeah. be with them. And Kai's about to go into kindergarten. So I'm, grieving losing him for a significant amount of time Mm -hmm. in the fall Um, because yeah I've really like my word of the year for several years has been savor I just want to savor those moments and then you know like I said they they go to daycare two days a week so on Mm -hmm. Tuesday and Thursday I can be I can be boss mom yeah I can can run an (laughs) office we can we can have this going Um, you know and then like I'll do appointments on the weekends or hop on a zoom after the kids go to bed mm-hmm. but but really um my life revolves around them yeah because I know it's just a flicker you know yeah. it's just going to be a little bit of time and once they're all in school like I'll take over Ocala it'll be great but, <laughs> um you know but for now I just I just want to be with them and I want them to have all of my attention like yeah. I'm really focused on not multitasking I just wanted that's got to be hard as a mom not to do all the multitasking. Yes, yes, it is. And and so the the phone has to be put up, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like I remember um maybe maybe Jad was a baby and Kai was trying to talk to me but I was trying to to deal with him and he grabbed my face and turned it to him so so that I could hear him and I was like, "Dang, kid." Yeah. You know, so I've really you know, eye contact, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really try to prioritize that. Just yeah. live in the moment. Yeah. So um, you have some flexibility with your job because I remember 
Um, I didn't I didn't know you when you had the first two, but um, mm-hmm. we were just getting to know each other when you had your daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, you had her at the office. So yeah. were you? <laughs> yeah. So that required a little bit of multitasking, yeah. but <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah. Um, were you able to do that with the others as well? Bring them into the office when they were babies, or yeah, yeah, I'd have a little pack and play set up, you know, and yeah. take them. Like if I was going to do an appointment, you know, at, at a client's house or something, I'd take them with me and. I've had many a client offer, you know, the baby starts fussing and, and they say, do you have a bottle? I'll feed them. You know, yep. I mean, what kind of what kind of customer service is that, you know? <laughs> Here, while we're doing our paperwork, would you like to feed a baby? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, hey, I got some baby snuggles yes, while I was you there. Did. <laughs> yeah. You did. So. And it was, and she didn't spit up on you or anything. No, I mean, that, that, that was, you know what, that's pretty lucky. You were very thankful. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and um, several years ago, I had a photography studio, and I had another photographer that actually did the newborn photography. <gasps> and so I would assist, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to be the main photographer photographer for that because the main photographer usually gets puked on, peed on, pooped mm-hmm. on, whatever. Yes. Yes. 100%. So I just got to do some of the snuggling in between and then, That's awesome. you know, That's so, so awesome. I got some baby snuggles that way too. I always That's appreciate so the baby snuggles, but, yeah. Yeah. um, so tell me what's in store for you guys coming up. What do you have coming up? Well, Kai's about to start T-ball. So wow. we are delving into the world of extracurricular activities, which yeah. I think for a while we were just kind of still cocooning, you know, after COVID, like we still were just in our happy little bubble at home and maybe we'd venture out to a playground or two every now and then, but, you know, we we're just hanging out and now it's time. It is wow. time. So I, yeah, just adventures like that. Um, I'm, you know, business-wise trying to really, I guess, ramp it back up, mm-hmm. you know, from, yeah. you know, Brie is a year. I I can focus now, and I'm just, just trying kinda, to save her. Yeah. So know? do you think you're going to keep it about two days a week when all the kiddos are in school? Or are you going to pump it up so that you don't get, you know, disoriented sitting at home? Right, right. No, I can't sit. Yeah. I can't sit or I'll fall asleep because I'm actually narcoleptic. Are is, you really? It's Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. N- not really. But. No, but I mean, you know. <laughs> Right. To the right. person sitting next to you when you fall asleep, maybe not so exciting. It's or true. I fell know. asleep when I was teaching once. Oh, these, really? These uh, second graders, they were sitting on the mat, and they were we were learning lyrics mm-hmm. to a song. And I would say the lyrics, they would repeat them back. And I remember at one point going, and it was quiet. And I said, did you guys repeat the words? And they said, mm-hmm, yes, Miss Bradford. And I'm like, well, I didn't hear it. Oh, <laughs> so I my had, gosh. Yeah, I had fallen asleep for just a, just a split second, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But So how do you yeah. manage that? I mean, like, what? how long have you had the, been narcoleptic, and how do you manage it? I, I mean, I've always been the sleepy kid, yeah. you know. <laughs> Let's just be honest, you know. Never yeah. been able to make it through a movie, you know. You yeah. try to sit through some kind of lecture, you know, you're drooling on your notes because you fall asleep. Um, but, no, when I was... At Disney, my commute was about an hour each day, Oof. and so it was it was talking on the phone or listening to like talk radio or something. Sure, because music just lulls me right to sleep. Really, I was gonna out. say, well, talk radio that kind of puts you out, doesn't it? <laughs> if it's if it's something interesting, yeah, um, you know, and now especially you know, good podcasts, yeah, and calling family members, like. I, I tell them at the, you know, when I get to my destination, I say, well, you, you, you saved my life. You helped me get here safely. Thank you. Wow. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so things fun. that people don't think 
about having to manage, but I would have never known that about you, actually. Yeah. You know? So That's funny. All of my energy is just, I guess it's a defense mechanism, you know, survival technique. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fantastic. Well, we're almost out of time already. So is there anything that you would like to talk about that I did not ask you today? You know, I just... um, I mean, I really can't think of anything. I'm just so thankful for this opportunity and this friendship that we have and the trust that you have in letting me share my story with your audience. I really don't take that for granted. And I hope I hope it's encouraging and maybe some people will laugh a little. Yeah. So well, thank, thank you, you for this chance. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really yeah. appreciate it. I love getting to know you a little bit more mm-hmm. and uh, learning a little bit about your Disney career and yeah, definitely. some little things I didn't know about you yet. So you it was new to me too. So hopefully the audience had just as much fun. But thank you so much, Anya. I appreciate you. Yeah, definitely. Anytime. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us here on the Locala podcast. Once again, I'm Lisa Anderson, your host, and we were just speaking with Anya Bradford. And we hope that you will join us for our next episode. Remember, if you enjoyed this, to please subscribe and give us a like. And we will see you next time on the Locala podcast, where we focus on connections through stories. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Locala podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead, like, share, and download. Your support is truly appreciated.